Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The ZTs have come to Summerhouse with a warning message. Find out more watching After Buzz TV After Show Top Boy. I'm Maria Menudos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now, what's up, bros? As you know, I am here. We are here talking about everything Top Boy. Top Boy Season 1, Episode 6, Press Game. I'm your girl, Zakia, loving everything about Drake. And I can't do any of this without my wonderful co-host, Teron. Yes, gang, gang, everyone. (laughs) Gang, 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 gang. That's how I talk. Gang, gang. That is how he speaks. But honestly, he speaks so many different languages. Um, This man is cultural, and he literally can tell you anything about anything you need to know, whether it's crime, gangs, the psychological That's great. Great to know. That's going to get me so many dates. I'm so glad that that's my value in the world. He can tell you anything you need to know about crime or gangs. No, well, Call the cops. No, you're just very insightful. That is what... (laughs) That is just it. No, but... He's he's very single, I think. Thank you, Zakia. I appreciate <laughs> he's you very much. Guy, so if you I appreciate talk to him. you. Yeah, that's right. Crime and gang <laughs> guys. If you want to be murdered, call me no. up. Hi. Okay. What's so, up, bro? <laughs> right now, bros, what we're gonna get into with Top Boy is the Z the Zetis, Jack's love interest, no more respect for Drees, and more. We got some special segments um, that we always come to you guys and talking about Top Boy lingo. So stay tuned, keep watching because we're bringing it all about top boy here overall though what were your thoughts well my thoughts on this episode as the episodes uh get into it and into the storyline further and further uh, obviously top boy becomes a much better show and when i say that it already started off being amazing mm-hmm. it just gets you much more deeper into this world of east london summer house and you feel as much a part of the mandem as everyone on the show. It's interesting to watch the divulgence of Ats as he breaks down. You see where a good kid can go bad, and once a bad kid's gone bad, you can't go back to being good. You also see Drees and what seems to be developing a type of chip on his shoulder. This is a person who's been pushed aside, not only physically, not only mentally, but now by his crew. And you also see the conflict that is arising between Jamie and Deshane. Mm. So it's it's wonderful to watch as all of it unfolds. Yeah, I agree. I think this episode, for me, definitely saw, I saw the difference and the similarities between Deshane and Jamie's leadership abilities. Like, they both care about the overall profit, whereas everyone else is kind of scatterbrained and don't want to be disrespected. And they're like, I don't care about the respect. Um, I... And to a certain extent, like the respect is something that comes with the money, but they're more, this is the bigger picture. We have to take steps to this and that in order to get to the profit or in order to get to the peace. So I really 
appreciate the dynamics between the two characters at this in this episode. Um, but overall, we when we first started out or we first watched this episode, it got serious quick. The ZTs they came and they did the acid attack. Do you think that was the right move, warning message for Jamie to even do in this situation? I mean, it was it was gruesome. <laughs> I believe it was the correct move. Jamie needs to get all of Duchesne's workers not only to become either part of his crew or to remove themselves from the situation. It is a get down or lay down mentality. And Jamie is not only being very sure, he's being very dominant, but in the streets, that's how it has to be. Also, what he's doing is he is securing the the respect of his own crew. Mm -hmm. They are seeing that he's ruthless and calculated and can be trusted with his ruthlessness. And that is... If if you notice, his team has become a true team. Yeah, I think it was really strategic of Jamie to do the acid attack because now he's putting fear not only into Deshane but into the workers, like people who work for Summer House. So now they're all they don't want to come in, sell drugs, or be on the streets, and they rather probably either work for Jamie or not be involved at all, which is going to decrease the profit that Jamie make, or excuse me, that Deshane's makes, and obviously make Deshane come to Jamie for the reckless elation. Because as we see that, Jamie has all the games. He has literally every game besides Summer House. So he, all he needs to do is get Summer House to even get more money. So I think it was very like mathematical and calculated like you saw for Jamie to even do that. Um, but I do want to touch on this because I'm such an advocate for love and I know like this is this isn't the ideal love experience that we always see um in the episode, but Jack has a love interest and she's also very calculated into or wants to be into the drug world. Do you foresee um the lady that Jack is with? Because she mentioned something about sending Jack a supplier and Jack's like I don't want you to be involved with this do you foresee her involvement happening or being something that could bring drama or maybe she's trying to set her up (laughs) what do you foresee in this like love interest that she has I think that Jack is compartmentalizing her life and does not want anyone else involved in this who does not need to be she wants her escape Mm -hmm. And we see that she finds her escape within the comfort of her significant other, and she goes out of her way to do so. And I do not think that Jack, even though it seems like a solution to the problem, I do not think that Jack at this time is going to be as forthcoming with information and allowing her significant other to join her endeavors. Right. I agree. I just don't understand... I feel like she's Jack is telling her significant other way too much, too much information. Um, she's like, oh, the acid attacks. Um, is that what was going on? I can send you a supplier. Um, how are you making your money? And they're really conversating about it as if this is an office job, a nine to five, and Jack is the CEO. And I just feel like Jack is putting too much of her trust into this girl. And I can foresee something actually happening where she can't this girl can't be trusted and she maybe tries to set jack up or something i would hope not but i see that happening actually 
But I just, I still love love. I love that Jack does have someone to console with because she's so tough. She's so hard. She just, she doesn't like let up. Sure, she's the <laughs> Snoop from the Wire character mm-hmm. on this on the show. Clearly, yeah. But I know a lot. Um, something that we do love, and that's our love for After Buzz. Can you tell us why? Well, it's because we discuss all of your favorite TV shows right here with all of you. You are at home as much, if not more so, a part of this panel than all of us. We appreciate you and all of your comments and insights. Please keep them coming. Subscribe, like, and if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us that five stars we so greatly deserve. We are the best Top Boy after show, and we would not be so without you. So thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. And that is it, guys. We are the ESPN of TV Talk, and we come here all the time talking about Top Boy. And one of our Top Boys that we have grown to, I've grown not to really like. Um, I don't know if you like this character as much any longer. But Drees, um, he he has a lot going on. He has his health issues that we talked about the last season. And then and also with that, it seems like he has a hate for um, Jack. Him and Jack are going back and forth. Um, it's just a problem. Like he's becoming a problem. Uh, do you see? Do you think Drees is like jealous of Jack? Why is he going back and forth with her? I don't think Drees is necessarily jealous of Jack. I think that Drees is a person who's used to being in power, and mm-hmm. as Duchesne has returned, and now we see he's being pushed back further and further from his own organization. When Duchesne arrived on the scene, and there was a reunion of sorts, Drees was the one running the streets. And though he was not the quote-unquote top boy, he was the one in charge. And now Duchesne has come in, and he fell from first to third automatically, and now he's being pushed behind his his own lieutenant, who's Jack. The younger, more adept and and, uh, equipped him, so to speak, without the physical maladies and without the restraint of having a child. Uh, for sure. I, and sometimes, I don't know if Deshane actually pushed Drees back because he cared about him. Because he mentioned about his family and his daughter and his health. And he's like, you need some time off. You're making bad decisions. So um, I'm going to put Jack before you. Like, she's going to take your job and you're going to follow under suit. That sounds Jack. like he pushed him back. See, the concept because is... because he care about him, though? Is it about caring, or is it because he felt that Drees isn't optimal for the job, and he was demoted? And and the fact that Duchesne came in and demoted Drees to begin with, when Drees was the one there, and Duchesne came into the situation from the beginning of how he spoke to him from episode one, Duchesne walked in and said, I'm the boss. There was no discussion. There was no uh, democracy. There was no relegation of power. It was simply, I'm in charge now. Then Sully returned. Sully's also in charge. Drees, you're number three. Then now it's, Drees, you're not even number three. You're number four. And once that happens, once you get demoted in in front of all your your own soldiers, you will never regain what you had. And for me, I kind of see the opposite. So I see um, Drees was always number three. He was never number one, number two. He was always number three. The fact that he's number four is a little, a lot. But I think that Deshane, as much as he's as selfish as he is, I do think that he started thinking about children and having an opposite life because he's in that relationship with uh, Shelly. So I think he is thinking of that. And he sees that Drees 
is dropping the ball and dropping the ball in this environment can ultimately be mean that you lose your life. So I feel like and he says it in a bad tone, like, yo, like I'm pushing you away um, and you're going to be under a jack. But I feel like he actually cares about him. Like at the point that you're having seizures or a stroke and we're trying to rob someone's house from the last episodes and now you know you're taking drugs I, I see you taking your drugs with your medicine um you're just slack you're slacking here i feel like from a friend he's he, he even from a friend he's saying yo step back and from a business mindset who is Duchesne to back. say that to Dries? his he, they're friends no besides the friend who besides their friendship he's also he, his boss how because but that's but I, I he decided get... he's the boss. He came in. Drees had had. Drees was number three before uh, Duchesne and Sully went away. When Duchesne comes back, Drees is number one. All of those soldiers, they're mm-hmm. not Duchesne's soldiers. They are Drees's soldiers. The person who compiled them was Drees, not Duchesne. Duchesne stepped in, and in fact, from the beginning, the soldiers were wary of who Duchesne was. They only respected Duchesne because Drees ordered them to respect him. If you remember, Jack was the one who wouldn't even stand up when Duchesne walked in at first and was like, who's this? Right. Agree to a certain extent because if we remember back in the old episodes of Summer House that... Drees actually was under Sully and under um, Deshane, and it didn't. He, sure. he didn't. He didn't take a, a higher stand. But that was before, right? But he didn't take a higher stand. He only got that position because of who they were in the in the sure. foundation they set. So out of respect, he already knew if they were to come back that he still has to take that third place. That's how I feel. I don't know if I if I if I work somewhere and my manager quits and I become manager just because he wants to come back doesn't mean he's the manager. He has to earn that spot. And though Drees gave that spot up in a way, this was very unfair of Duchesne. Duchesne is very selfish. It's something that Sully sees. It's something that some of the soldiers see. Duchesne only thinks about what's best for himself. Hmm. I know something else that Sully Sully is having an interest in Jack. Um, Not a love interest, guys. But I feel like he understands Jack and he really likes her, especially when he decided to take her to get all the guns for this huge war that they're about to have. Um, Why do you think that Sully is so interested in Jack's, in Jack? I think Jack is very competent. Jack is the one who shows the most promise. Jack is young. Jack is ambitious. Jack is is motivated. Jack is actually Jamie without the ruthless leadership abilities. And Sully sees a lot of himself in Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Jack is very um, loyal. I think her leadership abilities definitely, and I think her persuasion, because she can persuade those kids uh, very well to come and follow her. So the more they have soldiers, the more her loyalty lies with the entire gang. It's like she is an asset to us, so we keep her near. Um, but Sully, Sully has a lot of enemies right now. So he's he has, what, Modi from jail, uh, the fields, which is like literally everybody, but Layton included, because Layton is what Modi's cousin, who is 
and Modi wants to get back at Sully and now Sully's other um, cousin <laughs> which is the guy that he kidnapped a while ago Tremaine they all are in cahoots at this point so Sully basically has a gang of enemies besides this war that is happening Sully basically has a whole nother war um, and so they set up Sully and they tried to kill him um, at his at um Jason's funeral. Do you? I think I feel like Jason was watching over Sully at that ceremony because it was no way that he was supposed to make it out alive. What were your thoughts like of the the moves, like the strategic move that was happening between Modi, uh, Tremaine, and Layton, and as well as them trying to kill him? Well, Sully, as any street person, has a lot of enemies. People who have been betrayed by the life or have been part of victims of the life. That's how it works when it comes to Sully. Leighton wants to get back at Sully, and the attack ensues. Sully is also a very competent soldier, because Sully did not get this far without being tough and smart and clever and not afraid. He's unafraid, especially when, when, the, when his back is to the corner. He's backed up. He is the person who puts out the biggest fight, and we've seen that. If you watched uh, Summer House and now in this Top Boy as well. Sully is not a fool. He's no one's sucker. And he's no one to be played with. And I do recognize that Leighton, however, is not as competent or ruthless as Sully. Leighton is just a big bag of emotion. Leighton is the shadow of Modi. And that's a big difference between who Modi is and Jamie. Modi's soldiers were simply afraid of Modi and were making money. But Jamie, he deserves, earns, and commands loyalty. Mm -hmm. They respect him. They did not respect Modi. They were afraid of Modi. Leighton is an offshoot of how Modi is ecstatic and wild, much like Cam was. Leighton is just an offshoot of that emotional irresponsibility. He's always angry. He's always just working with with his emotions. And, and it doesn't work. And we see that he bumbles and fumbles a play that Jamie specifically told him not to do. Mm-hmm. Do not go after Sully. It is not the right play right now. And we're seeing that it probably won't be. Yeah. And I just want to break this down because for me what I keep seeing is that Sully obviously is naive. And I know that Sully has all these street smarts, but I kind of think he's losing it a little bit right now. He's not really with it. Because you're naive to think that the fields came after you only because of the the problem that you guys have between um, DeShane and Aaron and that whole kidnapping the supplier, which they think is his girlfriend. Um, you're, you're naive because you made up all these enemies. You've seen your enemy. Like, Tremaine already, like, stepped up to you. Um, and then I think Leighton is a follower. Leighton is a follower, and he's, he's silly, too, because he, I don't think, I don't know if Modi even told him that he wants to get Sully because of the attack that he has or just because of his pride or whatever they were having beef in jail. I don't I can't remember if he Modi told, told him. Tremaine, Tremaine told told Leighton. So Modi was very adamant about let's get Sully back. But did we he tell him why? Sully. He he's aware of the attack. Okay. So but I just still think that Leighton is a follower and I honestly think the reason why Leighton is going following Modi so much is because he can't stand Aaron. Like, anything Aaron tells, or not Aaron, um, Jamie, anything that Jamie says, like, okay, don't do this, don't do that, it's like Leighton 
he he's so mad that Jamie took his spot that he's like, screw him, I'm gonna show him otherwise. Kind of what Jamie did to him in the beginning when he killed the Turks. And Leighton said, don't kill the Turks. So I think that, that he has his own personal beef there and then he's just following after Modi. And Modi is a, just a firecracker who doesn't care who gets hurt or he just wants him to be killed. And Tremaine wants driven, uh, uh, um, revenge. But I think Mo, um, Sully is kind of silly in the fact that he thinks that this is simply just a war between the gangs because it's not. Yeah, Sully, Sully is silly. <laughs> Say that three times fast. <laughs> Sully is silly. Sully is silly. Sully is silly. Like, this is not just a war between gangs. It's a war after you. Like, you're the, you're, you have a war within yourself right now. So for me, I just think he's not aware of the enemies that he made. I, I have to disagree. I think Sully is very aware and understands he does not care. And mm-hmm. oftentimes, people confuse the two. They think, well, if someone understood, then they would care. No, he understands. He just does not care. He does not care because he is a person who's born of this life. And we've seen him and the way he interacts with others. He's very aware of circumstance. He's very aware of who he is and all the enemies he's created. He just does not care. We see when he is about to be released from jail, he still pulls off that attack on Modi because he does not care. And he does so calculated. That is not a person who is unaware. This is a person who is very, very aware of what it takes and the mentality of being on the streets and being a roadman, how you have to continue to be so. Yeah, I think someone who is similar to Sully in awareness is Aaron, for sure. The way Aaron moves, um, even when he said, I don't want you going after Deshane and Sully right now. Go after his men. Don't go after him. Of course, Leighton did not listen. And then we had the face-off between Aaron and Leighton. And basically now Aaron has to prepare, or I keep calling him Aaron, Jamie. It's Jamie. <laughs> but Aaron and Jamie, they're brothers, and they, they, they don't even, they look alike, kind of, but not really. Not really. But, and enough. And enough. But I keep it's Jamie. So Jamie sure. um and uh Layton have this face off. Um and and basically it, it proves again, Jamie once again got in his face and said, Yo, like I told you not to do this. You disres- you keep disrespecting me. Is Jamie gonna eventually take action or is he just gonna step aside and kind of like let him pass because he took his spot? He took Layton's spot. He has to take action against Leighton. Leighton is In a roadblock. In his own crew. Leighton is a roadblock. Leighton is the remnants of the old regime, and Jamie is the new regime. Modi is not there. Modi is in jail. Modi is no longer a factor. Whatever Modi says, and Jamie says this several times, I don't care what Modi says. Mm-hmm. Modi is doing 18 to life. So in, in 20 years when he gets out, then we could care. But right now, Modi is not here. And that's that's the way it has to be, and his and his his crew respects it, right? I Except know. for Layton, right? Layton doesn't respect it. I see. I kind of see Jamie taking um, action, but I don't. I, at a, another point of me, doesn't see him taking action. I see him letting him slide, kind of just give him like that that slap on the the wrist and say, hey, like stop doing this. I keep shake him up a little bit. Stop doing this. I keep telling you to stop doing this and you're not. Um, because it's part of his own crew and now because of Layton, they have something completely bigger to deal with because once you try to kill Sully, Sully go back to Deshane. Even though Deshane is not like he doesn't think that 
Jamie would actually do this, it's like, yo, they tried to kill me. So now we got to do something. So it's it's a war that is definitely brewing. Um, I, I would have handled it different if I was you I would have I would have killed Layton and given his body over to DeShane and Sully and said, I did not ordain this. I would have let him know that this was not something that I, I Jamie, the leader, instructed. This was not my call. Leighton went on his own. He's rogue. Here is a peace offering. This is his body. Oh shoot, that's 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 big. But I do see why that had to that would have to be done because now now you're start they're starting war and once you start war you can disrupt the profit. So once there's war happening and police get involved and now you're being the whole city and town is being watched. No one's gonna make money and that's the problem with with Layton and Sully because they're both kind of the same as firecrackery. They don't see the fact that. And I don't think Sully cares about the money anymore. <laughs> but they don't see that once there's war, there's no money. And I think uh, Jamie and DeShane very well know that. But now there's, their backs are against the walls. Nothing else they could do but go and be in war. Unlike the military-industrial complex, when it comes to the street, war is never profitable. It simply arouses suspicion and unwanted attention. Mm-hmm. We saw this when... The two crews were battling in the hospital. That's just un- it's yep. unnecessary. It's unnecessary and it's unadvantageous. So Jamie's aware of this. Duchesne is aware of this. They are a lot more calculated. Sully, Sully does not care about the money as much as he cares about the life that he leads. He's mm-hmm. just simply now he's too deep in this. This is the only way he can be. Leighton is simply a sidekick. Leighton will never be more than a sidekick. Right. He is Robin without growing into Nightwing, no matter what the presence of and state of mind will be. So Leighton needs to be removed. Leighton definitely needs to be removed. But I He's don't a know. mole. He's a Modi mole <laughs> in the gang, <laughs> yes. no matter what. I don't know if Jamie is going to do it, but I, knew, I do see Jamie um, not paying attention to his family dynamic. And I say this because... We have Steph, who can very well be in a lot of trouble um, if he keeps hanging around at. And Jamie is so involved in like what his crime in the streets that he can't see the signs that Steph is giving him. Like he's quiet, he's not as active. He doesn't ask like, "Oh, are you coming back? Are you, when are you going to come back?" He doesn't. He do, he's not doing any of that. And um, is this could this be a problem? Could could Steph, because of Jamie's lack or neglect um, of attention for Steph, cause something down the line where, I don't know, because at this point, Ats is, uh, he's in Summer House. They they got Ats. Ats, mom couldn't pay the rent. Um, so now he's like, I got to find this money. And obviously, Steph is with his friend, but he's not trying to get into the gang life, but he's still around. And they know who Steph is. They know that's Jamie's brother. <laughs> Do you see any conflict between that? A hundred percent. There's definitely conflict. First of all, we see Ats being a victim of circumstance and going from what everyone denoted as a good boy mm-hmm. to being the bad influence, especially on Steph. Steph is a good friend. Jamie actually encourages their friendship because how well-perceived Ats is at every given moment in which anyone interacts the, from the teachers to the parents everyone states Ats is such a good boy. Mm-hmm. Steph is in a good friendship group because of Ats and now we're watching the downfall of Ats through circumstance. His mother's immigration status and loss of employment. So 
getting into trouble because of a friend is a trope that we've seen not only on on entertainment wise but in real life as well and it's an unfortunate consequence uh, for for Steph it's an unfortunate consequence to watch him go down a path and be the ultimate one to suffer especially because of who his brother is right and that 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 was what scares me because if Steph only knew what was going on between Jamie like maybe if he was just a little bit more open about not about not being around these type of people and I think it would be different like maybe acts would go with Jamie's side and not like try to make money with Jamie and maybe not try to make money with Jamie Summer would House. never allow Ats that's to true. make money with him so that's not even the case Ats is Ats is a very smart person mm-hmm. and the fact that Steph doesn't want to know that his brother is a roadman is simply his own naivete. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's not a known... This is a small neighborhood. Right. Everyone knows who Jamie is. Mm-hmm. Everyone. That's true. I'm just so sad for Ats, and I feel like his mom and him have such a cute relationship, and the cooking scene um, stood out to me a lot. Do you think like his mom is preparing him to possibly not have her around? Cause that's what I saw. <laughs> that's a great perspective i really appreciate that yeah you so do do you would you agree or i yeah. agree after after that perspective sure that's great wow i gotta start tallying this up when you actually agree with me two that's you have two <laughs> no 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 it's like far beyond two because we have other shows and then you uh, be, uh, you didn't agree with me twice ever. okay i've, I've right. agreed with you twice he's gonna deny it but it's fine but one and a half if you really want to be <laughs> Very specific. But I do feel like at his mom is preparing him to not be in the house with her. I think that, um, and I, sometimes I'm like, is she telling him too much for a little boy? Because we see that he's very sad um, when he sees the kids playing. He can't even focus on playing. And sometimes I think that that's a problem that parents do. Like, you put on too much burden on these kids, where really that's an issue that you need to try to solve. And I, I get that she, she really has no... I get that they need to know certain things, but I feel like if she didn't tell him that, he wouldn't be going down this path. Um, so she should lie to him. Not that she should lie to him, but I think he's he's too young to have that on him, not that that responsibility. Because as we see, he never he never not tried to take on her what responsibility. Responsibility. She has not placed any responsibility on him. No, she, but she he put was the there. pressure. He was there. He's mm-hmm. obviously going to notice that they have no more money. He's going to notice that his mother is no longer working. He was there when the immigration officer arrived to begin with. So, in fact, if the one thing she's done is try to normalize his life as much as possible without it affecting him, he's taken it upon himself and is disrespecting her by not being... First of all, he's cut school. We saw him cut school and sell burgers and things of that nature. And he's dragging his friend Steph with him. I'm not... Ats is not my favorite person right now. Ats is also becoming extremely selfish. Right. I just feel like Ats is a child. He's thinking like a child. The rest of them, they don't have an excuse. They're all grown men, and sometimes they think childish. But Ats is literally a little boy, and his mom is telling him something who he loves dearly, and I feel like he's always taking the responsibility of an adult upon himself, and he should not. He's not even 16 or 18, or he's literally, what, 11? 
12, 12 Baby, sure. less? That's too much for a child. I feel like she needs to, like, if you guys were going to get deported, if that was the case, then maybe think about the next step or maybe try not to get deported or maybe, like, just say, hey, we're going to we're gonna move soon. Not, like, say, we're going to move because I don't have the money. Just say we're going to move. Why? Be, saying that a 12-year-old is, is being a child is very Western privilege or American privilege where in places and circumstances that his mother comes from being 12 years old is very much a man in those circumstances mm-hmm. and we see that a lot in third world countries where 12 year olds and even younger step up to the mantle so this is actually her trying to instill some entitlement and privilege into her son by giving him the facts but saying that it's not his duty to respond to it so she's trying to do that in a lot of other circumstances and a lot of other places in the world it would be his responsibility, hmm. and he would step up. Okay. That's a good, that's a valid point I can't really argue with, because, yeah, that's a valid point. Oh, well, we, we got, this episode was super deep. I mean, I feel like everything, it was very much so <laughs> a lot that was going on, um, but we always like to have fun, and so we bring out this special segment, despite, you know, the deepness of all these episodes, because it's getting crazier and crazier, we have a really fun special segment called Top Boy Lingo. Top Boy Lingo! Ah, I love it! <laughs> well, this week's Top Boy Lingo is going to be the word mandem. We hear that used a lot. Mandem is UK slang for a group of men or people in general, like one crews, boys, or mates. It's actually a word that is very recent. It comes from man and them from Caribbean English, and it became very popular in the 2000s. Mandem is associated with the multicultural London English, especially common in the east end of London among the working class, lower class youth. Uh, British singer Jessie J, who used that word mandem in her 2010 song, Do It Like a Dude, Made it cross over. Thank you for your cultural appropriation, Jesse J. And explained the term in an interview with TV host Jonathan Ross, saying it's a street term for the boys you roll with. Mandem. Yeah. So, guys, we like to look up these words and bring to you what we've learned from Top Boy and put it out there so you guys can learn a little bit, too. So, I hope you enjoy this segment. It's fun for us. Um, But I do have some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. So, if you didn't hear, now you're going to hear that Top Boy actually has a, uh, what is this, an album, a track list? It's like an album with the track list of songs that inspire, were inspired by Top Boy. So they have many songs, and you know Drake is a little part of this. So I was like, oh, my baby daddy thought of something good. Don't judge me. Okay, so <laughs> this is like the Top Boy Summer House look. It's beautiful. I love it. I, I Like I said, guys, like anything Drake is involved in, I am like 100% point... 99999 always supporting. So guys, listen to this soundtrack. It's amazing. Honestly, the the songs definitely go with what we're watching in Top Boy. I've listened to it. I loved it. I've actually met this guy who was a part of it. His name was Kay Forrest and he has some tracks of his own and some tracks like he helped produce and whatnot and featured on and it's actually a dope album. So make sure you tune in and watch it because I think you guys will love it, especially if you love this series. As much as we do. But Drake also got a lot of local London artists, which isn't 
very popular or aren't mm-hmm. very popular in the United States and has been trying for years to bring them over to the mainstream. So it's very nice to see them, especially if you know Drake has done songs with gigs. Of course, his really good friend uh, and uh, Road Dog Baca is on the soundtrack. We also get Drake himself with Behind Bars, which is the bonus track. So you might want to check it out. It's the Top Boy soundtrack, executive produced by Drake. Top, 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 top. What up, bruvs? Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we are exiting the building, but we hope that you loved everything we spoke about regarding Top Boy, and we want you to come back and keep coming back. I'm your girl, Zakia Wilberts, and you can find me at Zakia W underscore on Instagram. I respond, so DM me, message, comment, whatever you want to do. I'm your girl. Keep watching. Yeah, please feel free to slide in her DMs. Don't. And if you want to find me, I'm at I am Tehran all across the board. That's I A M T E H R A N. And also find me hosting and, and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz After shows because your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows too. Make sure to find me on Watchmen later tonight. Boom! And I forgot, I, I'm also on um, the family edition of Marriage Boot Camp. So watch it tonight, guys. Bye. Maria Menunos would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.